Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this very special Good Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. There will be no meat eaten during this podcast. That's right. Just peeps. The best Easter candy ever. I know. My cousin's making them. She dips them in chocolate. She was doing that well before peeps came out with it. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Easter candy? The peeps dipped in chocolate are, you know, kind of the best. Although I really do like a Cadbury cream egg and I really like the uh, Cadbury mini eggs. Okay. I like a lot of Easter candy. Gotcha. Good jelly bean. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for candy. Good to know. Um, All right. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Yes. They are celebrating Earth Month. That's right. Dr. Mark Penning, who is the Vice President of Animals, Science, and Environment for Disney Parks, has a post on the blog about Earth Month and all that Disney is doing. Um, They have just recently developed a 270 solar uh, facility, 270-acre solar facility, which is cool. Um, So they're doing their best there. Uh, they're also working to create environmental, environmentally friendly practices and sustainable offerings for the guests and fans around the world. Disney is working to reduce single-use plastics, plastics and to harness the power of the sun. Well, they're doing a great job harnessing the power of the sun. They are. If you've ever seen any of those uh, uh, solar fields. Yeah, they're gigantic. Yeah. Uh, he did announce that uh, they have already met the 2020 environmental goals and have now announced a new set of ambitious goals for 2030, wow. uh, including net zero emissions for direct operations and zero waste going to landfill from our wholly owned and operated parks and resorts. How would they do that? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. All right. There is a link you can take that will show you what their goals are and how they hope to achieve it. Very cool. It's much more than we can discuss on this show. Okay. We'll do have to do a special show on their recycling programs. Yes, that will get like three listeners. (laughs) Um, Disney Parks blog also has a feature on the best bites for April. Yeah, there's some exciting things. There's the honeybee cupcake at the uh, Creature Comforts in the Animal Kingdom. There's the kiwi margarita, which you might enjoy, which is kiwi flavoring beverage syrup with lime, sour, and tequila. That is all at the Satuli Canteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Red Crowned cane, Crane, which is uh, frozen Coke and frozen cherry Coke strapped with, topped with strawberry cotton candy with or without rum. That sounds like diabetes. <laughs> diabetes in a cup. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Pink Flamingo Cupcake. Mm, that's cute. Uh, which is available at the Flame Tree Barbecue. Uh, what else do we have? We have Dino Bites in the Animal Kingdom. They have a, a Honey Bee Citrus Blonde draft beer. So there's all sorts of beers and uh, and special offerings. Uh, the Fife and Drum Tavern at Epcot has a refreshing red, white, and blue float, which looks, celebrates soul. That looks pretty good. That does. Um, what else? Uh, Olivia's Cafe has, uh, oh, their uh, weekend brunch at Olivia's Cafe is back. Oh, nice. That's offered every Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, chicken and waffles, banana bread, French toast, crab eggs, Benedict, etc. Uh, so that is very cool. Um, there's another thing here, but we're going to talk about it when we talk about Disneyland because it might be the most disgusting thing ever. But uh, <laughs> lots of new food options in the month of April. So okay. The, most of these are limited time offerings. Very good. Thank you. Um, Epcot. The Epcot Food and Wine Festival. That's all I have here. What is that? What are we talking about? Epcot has announced when their Food and Wine Festival will begin this year. Ah, all right. So this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Did you notice the name change? International? They took off Taste Of. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's good because it used to be Taste of of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That was a lot of words. Presented by Edmund Helm. So the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will begin on July 15th this year and will run through the fall and wrap up on November 20th. They're getting earlier and earlier. That's right. So they will have, uh, let's see, Emile's Fromage Montage. Uh, If you collect a stamp from five different global marketplaces, you'll earn a prize and you get to sample delicious cheeses in these various countries. Uh, they will all also offer Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak, <laughs> which is a, a scavenger hunt in search of Remy statuettes all over the park. Uh, they will, of course, have new souvenirs and merchandise collections. Uh, and, uh, oh, there's going to be three musical uh, three musical acts. Can you guess who they are? Oh, yes, I know who they are. I'm just having trouble remembering their names. The Liber- the Voices of Liberty. Yep. Um, the guys who play the pots and pans. Yep. The, what, the Jaminators or whatever? Uh, they're they the Jammin' Chefs for the Food and Wine Festival. Okay. Because uh, they played The Oven last year, which was Oh, cool. and Mariachi Cobra. Mariachi Cobra, Okay, yes. yep, I got them all. So that's, uh, that's what we have to look forward to. Uh, no word on whether Eat to the Beat will uh, will return this year. All right. I saw something. Someone was coming, Cher, coming to Disney Springs. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to look that up, but I thought I saw something about that. That is interesting. Okay. Um, in California, Disneyland is going to have a restaurant that is serving alcohol. That's right. There's only one restaurant now that can serve alcohol in Disneyland, and that is? Club 33. Club 33, which is a very exclusive, yeah. pricey. You can't just pop in there for a glass yeah, of wine. No, this is membership only. It's, uh, I don't know, ten or fifteen or $20,000 a year uh, or, or membership fee to join. Uh, the wait list is like 30 years long. Um, but there is now adding a second uh, restaurant to serve alcohol, and that is the Blue Bayou, All right. which is in New Orleans Square. Um, and uh, rumor has it that they are going to uh, complement the menu and theme of the restaurant. So they're going to serve wine, beer, and the New Orleans staple, their specialty hurricane cocktail. Okay. So that uh, that is pretty cool. Right. I don't know. I looked up the share thing. The share show, Sunday, June 20th. Uh, 2001, in the Dr. Phillips Center at the Walt Disney Theater, 445 South Magnolia Avenue in Orlando. That sounds like Dr. Phillips Center is a auditorium, which is uh, Dr. Phillips is the high school. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So maybe not Disney Springs. Yeah. Okay. But like you it. tried. Someone got confused. Yes. It wasn't me. Someone said that. Okay. But. I think they misinterpreted something. Got you. So the Blue Bayou will only be the second Disney park, uh, Disney restaurant that is publicly accessible to serve alcohol. Do you know what the first one was? No. Ogus Cantina in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Yes. All righty. Then, oh, you want to talk about this new snack at Disneyland? Yeah, there's a new snack at Disney. Now, I did not discuss this with you ahead of time. I just want to see your face when I mention what it is. Okay. The newest snack Uh is a panko-crusted pickle dog that you dip in peanut butter. That sounds disgusting. So it is a hollow pickle. Oh, God. Which has a hot dog placed in the center of it. No. And then it's rolled in panko no. and it looks like it's deep fried. No. No? That's a, that's a no for you. It's a hard pass. That's a, that's a no dog. <laughs> uh, the panko crusted pickle dog. It's a, it's a hot dog stuffed inside a pickle with like a corn. Panko crust and deep fried. 
Yeah, but there's more than just a panko. It almost looks like a corn dog or like a cornbread covering, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then panko, and then fried, and then peanut butter, and then you can dip it in peanut butter. That is a limited time only option, and it is available for thirteen dollars only to pregnant women at the Blue Ribbon uh, Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs stand. Yuck! So it is considered a corn dog. Um, and there is a picture of them. It is also served, looks like it is served with a side of Lay's potato chips. I would at least enjoy the potato chips. I mean, chips. it doesn't look bad until they cut it open. Right. Or unless you know what's in it. And maybe, maybe, if you didn't mind your blood pressure going through the roof from mm-hmm. the sodium intake, the actual uh, corn dog might not be that bad. You know, the pickle, the hot dog inside the pickle and fried, but like definitely not going into peanut butter. Right. No. What I've read is that the sour taste of the pickle provides contrast to the batter. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I mean. I, I can sort of see that, but why? With the we should get butter. Lily down here to talk about the flavor profile. I, <laughs> I believe it's immaculate. I bet. All right, let's move on to uh, Florida. In the Magic Kingdom, we have some painting and construction updates. That's right. Prince Charming Regal Carousel, Gold Leaf Restoration continues. All right. Um, at the... Um, Sir Mickey's, which is one of the buildings in Fantasyland. It's a shop, right? It's a shop. Mm -hmm. They are getting their blue roof to match Cinderella's castle. Mm -hmm. Uh, More support struts have been removed from the Tron light cycle uh, canopy support. I'm literally yawning over that. Um, The giraffe and elephant cars at the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak are now being repainted. Okay. Um... And the uh, final pieces of bunting have been added to Cinderella's castle. Nice. So we won't get any more bunting updates. We will not. Now, Somehow we, you will find a way. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> um, and But they have added, looks like they've added some patterns on the roof of the castle for the oh, yeah. uh, 50th anniversary. Some crisscross patterns. Well, I don't know if it's for the 50th anniversary. It's just... And some uh, diagonals, kind of yeah. like a Charlie Brown uh, The Charlie Brown one. ones I don't love as much, but the... Uh-huh, the crisscrosses? Yeah, that's nice. Now, one thing that has been being worked on for over a year now, uh, the people mover. Ugh. We spoke last week about how it was due to come off of refurbishment on April 4th. Yep. Until yesterday, then it was announced that uh, the people mover refurbishment has unexpectedly been extended through May of 2021. It is now set to reopen on May 1st. However, around April 28th, we will probably get a message that it has uh, been extended until June. Uh, yeah. I, we're supposed to go in May, and it's just going to be sad if we can't it ride will the be. people mover. It, that'll be like four trips that we haven't been able to ride it. Yeah. we've never gone. I don't think we've ever gone to Disney this much in a year. No. And no people mover. We have not. Uh, all right. In Epcot, the there is directional signage now that has been added to the walls beneath Spaceship Earth. That's right. They've been using the mobile planters as they've been replacing the pavement sections, um, which you know creates a barrier that guests can't walk into that section. But now they have a, a, a more permanent construction wall, a wooden construction wall up, uh, and they've put directional signage to direct you either to the left for test track or to the right for the seas, the land. Uh, the World Showcase. So it looks like this wall is going to be a little bit more permanent. Don't know what is going on there. All right. But it is definitely uh, meant to create a detour for folks. Okay. Uh, More facade details have been added to La Gelateria. That's the whole story. Okay. Um, And then more... 
Disney, in Disney Springs, there's a rumor that the Brightline station is going to be incorporated into the Orange Garage. That's right. We've still got about five years before this train actually makes it to Disney. But the latest rumor is that the Orange Garage is going to be the destination for the train from the Orlando airport. Um, and that would make sense because that's right near the Disney Springs bus loop. Mm-hmm. But how inconvenient is it going to be for your guests that you get to the airport? Sounds like you're going to have to get your own luggage. Mm-hmm. Get on a train, mm-hmm. take the train to Disney Springs, and then get on a bus to go to your resort. Very weird. It does not make sense. No. I get off the airplane. I want to go directly to my resort. I don't want to. You know, I've got I've got four kids. I've got sixteen pieces of luggage. And then what are you going to do when you go home? You have to leave your resort, go to the Orange Garage, and catch a train to go back to the airport. Yeah. With your sixteen yeah. pieces of luggage plus all of your souvenirs that you've now bought. It just, it does not make sense. I don't get how this is a good idea. I still think that Disney has to release some type of new transportation, whether it's a a paid bus service, you know, whether Magical Express becomes a a Disney option. Again. (laughs) Well, but, you know, a for pay option and not a third party. It might even be a third party with mirrors, but bring it back for pay. Right. Or are they going to bring back the, the, the minivans and make those a pay option, you know? But they've got to announce something that's going to get you directly from the airport. I can't see. So what how are they doing now? I mean, guessed. is Magical Express going away right Magical now? Magical Express is running until the end of the year, until December thirty first. And then what? And then it's gone. And then there's just no. There's nothing until the train comes, but the train's not coming until twenty twenty six. Well, they're gonna have to do SOS. So even if it's third third party places Mears, might offer. Mears it. will bring back their. Their they've said they're already going to. Offer transportation, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be through Disney. You're going to have to arrange it through mirrors. It's just like it was prior to the early 2000s. Yeah, but even in the early 2000s, you still arrange that. You could still arrange that through Disney. It was kind of like um, how if you've taken a Disney cruise, you can arrange transportation from the hotel to the cruise mm-hmm. through Disney, but it's a pay. You pay for right. it. Uh, that's what it was, you know, before, like you used to still be able to, if you were a travel agent and your mm-hmm. guests wanted transportation, you were able to add that to their package. Yeah. They've, they've got, they've got to do something because it's just, it's going to be inconvenient. It's, and, and people un- are going to hate the fact that they have to pay for it. And unfortunately, if they, if they don't offer anything, they're going to lose money from people going you know, renting cars and going off site. Yeah. If you've got a car, you know, the, the whole reason that Magical Express was a great idea is that leaves your guests pretty much at 100%, you know, on your property. They're taking transportation around your property. They're not going to leave the parks. Mm -hmm. The minute you get a car like we do, you go off-site, you go grab a bite at Chili's. Maybe, but I mean, you can't get reservations at half of these hotels. I mean, restaurants. They can't, they they just can't even meet the demand. It's ridiculous. You know, and and people will go down there and it's like, even if they have a car, they don't want to leave. They want to eat at all the Disney restaurants, despite the fact that the prices are four times what they would be at, you know, right off site. It's the same food. Maybe the food's not even as good. Um, And it's four times the price. But people, they want to stay in the Disney bubble. So they pay it. All right. So we'll see. I don't know if it's even going to make any difference to them. All right. Um, over at Coronado Springs, they have done some work on the walkway that is between the two um, the two areas. So there was the original check-in building, and then now there is the tower building, and the check-in area is now in the tower building. But they have um, used what used to be like the old check-in area. It's the old of, lobby. Yeah, the old lobby connects the two, and uh, it had been sort of boarded up for a while. There's some beautiful arches 
that had um, yeah been basically boarded up, and they took that down and opened it up now. So yeah, they took good. all the boards down. The archways are there. They've removed the counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actually using that for overflow check-in for a while, mm-hmm. um, but for a few years they've had the you know just wood across the barriers, and right. it looked ridiculous. We yeah. saw it when we were there in uh, December, and um, you know it's now open. They've also removed the carpeting in there. They put down a laminate flooring, which is nice. Uh, but this building, you know, it, it's been a seating area. Um, yeah, there's nothing going on there. There's like, nothing going on there. It's a it's a waste of space. It, it's just, you know, they put the new check-in area in this new tower because it's a, a you know, nicer building. Um, but it, the lobby is just a big disconnect because you, you, you've got your gift store and your quick service, which are in still in the old check-in building. Right. And then you've got to walk through this old lobby, down a hallway, it's and actually far, and actually yeah. go upstairs mm-hmm. one level to get into the new check-in building, right? Or to the new to the new lobby area, and it, it's just a big disconnect. I don't find that it flows very easily. I love the resort. Yeah, I just don't like. I don't how like far the, the check-in is. I don't like the addition of the tower, but no, that's. Uh... That's beside the point. Well, they, well, hopefully they're doing something with that area. They took down what, like seventy hotel rooms, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they probably. replaced it with, with a tower, with a couple of hundred hotel rooms at least. And they did nothing to increase the uh, amenities. So the right. pool, di- the pool didn't increase, which has been the same problem size. right now. It's uh, I, I believe it's the only resort on property that's having an issue with. Uh, overcrowding at the pool so that you have to like put your name in and wait for an open spot because they added this tower with all these extra rooms and they didn't add another pool. They didn't even add a quiet pool. Right. So, you know, the feature pool just gets completely overloaded. Uh, yeah. I don't, we don't stay in the tower when we go. I don't like the idea of not having, they don't have balcony rooms. So they're these high end, more expensive, um, very pretty rooms. But there's no balcony. There's no way to the outside. Right. It's all interior hallways. You have a pretty window, but that's not enough for me. I want to be able to open my door and, and be in the fresh air. So we never choose the towers anyway. So to me, it just kind of messed up my favorite resort. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, in app news, if that's a thing, uh, my Disney experience and the Disneyland app have a have some new Jungle Cruise character descriptions added to them. Yeah, we got a description uh, a couple weeks ago of uh, Alberta Falls, and she is the owner in the new backstory for the Jungle Cruise. She is the owner of the Jungle Navigation Company. Um, we know that there's going to be new characters. Uh, the section with the natives being chased up the tree, uh, they've been replaced by a bunch of people on an expedition. Uh, a more diverse cast of characters mm-hmm. rather than just natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the artist's rendering, all of these characters now have names. So in addition to Alberta Falls, we get Felix Peachman III, Dr. Leonard Moss, Rosa Soto Dominguez, Dr. Ken Chonosuke, and Chauvin Puffy Murphy. Okay. So we've got an Irishman. Uh, yeah, mixed you know, up. A, a, whole, a whole mix of, of everything. And um, their stories are now available on the Disney Park I'm sorry, on the Disney apps uh, for each park. So you can get to learn a little bit about these folks before the ride is uh, reimagined. Cool. But those changes are coming. All right. Um, Some new reusable bamboo utensils are coming to Disney parks. Yeah, this is still part of their, you know, being a good eco-friendly partner. Um, They now have reusable dining utensils. Can you imagine using those? They look like toddler cutlery. Like... like it should say Melissa and Doug on them. Yeah, I mean it's a four pronged wooden 
That's not fork. stabbing anything. No, it's no. not. No, you can scoop with it. In the spoon. It's a spoon, a knife, and a fork, all made out of bamboo. It's, it's they're not usable. They come with uh, a pouch and a clip, a travel pouch, uh, so you don't have to use plastic cutlery. If I'm not going to use plastic cutlery, then give me metal cutlery that I, I'm going to reuse. Like, right. why do I need it made out of bamboo and completely not usable? Dumb. <laughs> all right. Uh, you have an update on Disney Cruise Line? Yeah, uh, Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Wish. Big announcement for the Disney Wish coming April 29th. Oh, has boy. Been announced. Um, but the Disney Wish, the first mega block, um, which is, you know, they, they assemble the ship in pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and a mega block is just a huge section of the ship. Uh, the first mega block has been floated out of the Meyer Werft facility in Papenburg, Germany. Um, so, uh, a couple weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, actually, they brought out the bow and, uh, and floated that out. Uh, so they are continuing their jigsaw-like, uh, construction <laughs> process. All right. But it's pretty cool when you watch these videos. This is a yep. gigantic section of ship that is just being floated. Yep. And then they, they, uh, uh, weld, weld it, it all together. Yep. Yeah. I was, I, mean, ma- I was making the international yes. sign for welding yes. by moving my arm left and right here. Um. So it's pretty cool. It is. Well, I mean, there's no other way to move these big pieces. They have to just float them into place, which is, it's just, it's very cool. Yep. Okay. Um, And then Disney Channel, we have some updates about what's going on there. That's right. In the old days, um, you know, prior to Disney Plus, all of the Disney Channel movies were the big deal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, eight of the stars from the Disney Channel uh, original movies, which began in 1997, they've done over a hundred of them in 20, just over 23 years. Um, they have started, uh, they've actually gathered some of the top stars from some of these movies and they're going to do a a movie marathon that's going to last eight weeks. Um, every, uh, every Monday night at 7 PM from April 5th through May 24th, they're going to do, they're going to air one of the movies and they're going to have the stars from the movies. And then they're also going to have current Disney stars, Ariel Martin and Chandler Kinney. I have no idea who they are, Okay, Uh, but they're going to be hosting family friendly baking segments in uh, you know, during the movie yeah, yeah, the movie yeah. breaks. Yep. Uh, so on April 5th, it will be the Proud Family movie. April 12th, The Cheetah Girls. April 19th, Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Uh, April 26th, Kim Possible movie, So Not the Drama. May 3rd, Cadet Kelly. May 10th, High School Musical. May 17th, Smart House. And then the big closer on May 24th, Camp Rock. Nice. Yeah. I remember Camp Rock. I'm surprised Rock. to see. Wasn't the Princess, was the Princess Diaries uh, a theatrical movie or Disney? I think it was theatrical. Yeah. Was the second one theatrical too? I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, talk to me about SeaWorld. They have something about their festivals. They do. So they've announced the, the remainder of their 2021 festivals. Um, their Spooktacular is going to start on September 18th and their Christmas celebration will start on November 12th. Uh, they're currently running their Seven Seas Food Festival on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through May 9th. Um, the rest of the year, they're going to have a Viva La Musica, Saturdays and Sundays from May 15th through May 23rd, Electric Ocean on select dates from May 28th through September 5th, a Craft Beer Festival from August 13th through September 12th. The aforementioned SeaWorld Spooktacular will run from on weekends from September 18th through October 31st. Sesame Street's Kids Weekend on November 6th and 7th, and then the SeaWorld Christmas Celebration select dates from November 12th through January 22nd of 2022. 
Um, no word on whether Disney will be doing their Halloween or Christmas parties, um, but we already know that Universal's Halloween Horror Nights will return. Right. So that uh, gets us in the, uh, you know, what's going on in the rest of the area. All right. Uh, Universal Orlando, it seems, is being sued by a builder. That's right. A ride builder, um, Dynamic Motion Rides, uh, which worked on the Jimmy Fallon uh, race through New York, uh, is suing Universal for $5 million, saying that they are owed money uh, for their work on the Jimmy Fallon attraction. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they filed a lawsuit on March 27th. They were not able to uh, reach an agreement during mediation. So uh, this isn't the first time or the last time that a theme park has been sued. Right. Okay. Um, and what do we have? Oh, one more story about City Walk in um, at Universal. A new legacy gift store has opened. Yeah, we mentioned this a couple weeks that they were, were creating a legacy store. So this is um, a store that features memorabilia and uh, souvenirs for attractions and movies of the past. So you might be able to get stuff related to Jaws or the Back to the Future ride or, uh, you know, anything that has closed. So it's a nice store for some nostalgia and uh, it's very nice and it's very new. Good. Oh, there's one more Universal story I did not tell you about. All right. Let's hear it. Uh, And that is that the reservation system has returned at Ollivander's Wand Shop. Okay, good. Um, with uh, wait times of up to three hours, uh, they have decided to uh, start taking names and assigning return times. You will get a five-minute window once your return time waits. Uh, there's also a standby queue um, that uh, that is going to be available. So reservations are on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, looks like with the first day they started doing reservations, reservations were, ta- were completely taken uh, as of 9.15. Wow. When the park opened at 8.00. All right. And then you have one last story there? No, that was it. No, that was it? Mm Mm-hmm. You Uh, have another one you didn't tell me about? I thought I mentioned the Universal uh, passes, annual passes. No, you said you thought you had a story there and that was it. That's all I heard. Oh, okay. Universal just updated their their pass, uh, annual pass pricing. Uh, Their seasonal pass went from $304.99 to $349.99. Their power pass went from $354.99 to $399.99. Their preferred pass went from $394.99 to $449.99. And their premier pass, big jump, from $559.99 to $624.99. Wow. So, uh, you know, understanding that these these prices went up because, uh, you know, they've got to recoup that money somehow that they've lost. And uh, let's just do it with the annual pass holders. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Any final words? I have nothing. All right. Well, I hope that everyone has a happy Easter. See what I did there? Yeah. And uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 